0: Welcome to another episode of The Endless Quest, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast where me, my brothers, and my dad play the world's greatest role-playing game. Today I'm joined by my three cast members. We have
1: Diego played by Eric,
0: Cedric Maestralath, David Martinez,
2: Reese Gilden, Nathan,
0: We're about to resume our adventure in this post-Thanksgiving episode. It's been a little bit since we last played, but I think we all remember our action-packed last episode where we fled the town of Lockwood after beating one of the Iron Guard in a duel. Your um, exit from the town was abrupt. You didn't plan on having this trouble in this town, and you hadn't anticipated the harsh regime of the iron guard it seemed to choke all the life out of the town and its citizens but you managed to escape unscathed now it's been about a week you've been traveling on the road with your horses you were able to make quick time and pass by the villages that were under the control of the iron guard so now you've passed from this area of civilization or at least from this clump of villages and you've been going through some wilderness area every once in a while you'll come across a hamlet or a small little village but it's a very independent local settlement some of them are very old people have been there for a long time and they're generally pretty not um sheltered from the outside world but they're definitely not as much a part of things as a town like Whitehill or lockwood is so, after passing through the last of these hamlets where you resupplied, refilled your water skins, um, made sure your horses were tended to, you've been traveling for about a day, and on the horizon you can see, um, By at the dawn of this day it was only like a smudge, of dark green rippling through the horizon, but at this point you've gotten to the brink of what you know is the gloaming wood. That sounds spooky. Indeed, and Cedric, you as a very learned person would probably know a few things about this wood. So, as you approach it, you and your companions are staring at this large, tangled mass of trees and pines and vines and bushes.
1: Ah, uh, well, excuse me. No, it doesn't have okay. to. I was going to say this. uh, We finally have gotten close to these woods. Uh, um, you should know the name of this, correct? What is this called?
0: Ah, uh, it's a most, um, un- inhospitable place. Not a good place to be traveling through. Of course, in our position, we don't have many other options.
1: If we didn't have bad luck, we wouldn't have any at all, is what I say. Hmm. What? Think about it.
0: Ah, I see. Without bad luck. Bad luck is still luck. But it's not luck unless you have the good luck, which makes it luck. So if you don't have bad luck, you don't have any luck
1: at all. That's what they said. I'm going to need to pause he this when I'm, an edi- and
0: when I'm editing this, just to try to figure out what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
1: <laughs> so if try I didn't have it. bad luck, I wouldn't have any luck at all. Like, that's all you have is uh-huh. You're always, okay, uh, okay, an unlucky that. person okay. running uh, up against anyway. uh, ghosts or monsters and... A village to rest and also wants to beat you up while you're trying to eat your stew.
0: Well, why didn't you say so? So, Cedric, you would know, <laughs> like I said from your studies, that this wood is called the gloaming wood. And here are a few things that you would know about it and that you can relate to your companions. It's has a bad reputation, and especially among Cyril, it's fairly wide known, almost like their Bermuda Triangle. So... Many people have gone missing in this woods, and this has been confirmed, like, there have been cases where people have gone missing. It's not too often, but that's really because no one goes in here. It's often dark and misty, the trees block all light, and so what makes it that the canopy is dim and small shafts of sunlight. Occasionally people hear sounds, howls, roars coming from this place. There's many rumors and theories they abound about. The origin of this wood. Some say that it was a secret elven kingdom because a few people claim to have caught glimpses of what they believe are elves. Others treat this like a Bigfoot sighting, you know, it's not reliable. Some say that the woods were cursed by a demon or a fae during the War of Desolation. Others suspect a magic item, some sort of magic pestilence, the influence of the fae, the gods, who knows? All we know is that the bravest individuals in terrestria like us. fear to brave this forest. Not like wait, us. Wait, oh, we're gonna well this wood, the gloaming wood as it is dubbed, it's not a very good place to be, but many people who go in never come out again. But we have very few alternatives at this point. So just a few descriptions of the wood. It's very dark, gloomy—a wood full of murk, and so a murk wood.
2: Shhh. I see what you did there.
0: Yes, yes. Have you read J.R. Tolkien, *The Hobbit*? Yes, a wonderful book. But anyway, have some inspiration, David. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dangerous place. It might not be wise to go in here. We would do better against the iron god than to brave the wilderness in this manner.
1: So, are you telling me we're stuck between a rock and a hard place at this point?
0: Yes. You would borrow the colloquialism. Since you are someone who's had the education to see maps, especially of this area of Cyril, you are not native to this country. You're foreigners in some ways. And Reese, you would probably know this too. Just all the folk tales that you pick up as a sailor when you're in port. That this forest is considerably large, but it would take about an extra week of travel to get around it.
1: Uh, why? Why can't we just go around it? Let's go around. Well, you, as you are from Exoria, yes, yes. You, you might not this? be aware
0: of this, but it would take around a full week to traverse around it. Ah, uh, don't not say Not just that. a week to traverse around it. An extra week.
1: Uh, what are we going to do?
0: So, we are stuck between a rock, a hard place, and a long journey over a hard rock trail. Paved by Led Zeppelin. Okay, so... (laughs) Wait, what? Reese? what's your opinion? You would know a few things about this from your experience living in Cyril. What do you think?
2: I've heard a lot of tales about this place. Rumors that there's dangers in there. Some believe that there's elves in this forest, or at least war elves. Not many people have journeyed in there for fear of the magic pestilence that haunts the forest.
1: I don't believe in all of this mumbo-jumbo haunting and magical... Except for what I've seen from you. You did some sort of magic, you. Ah, thank you very much. Cedric, Diego. where did you learn the, all of this? Well, as you see, when I was 10 years old, I went off to university. Okay, to wait act. a minute. You started too, too early, okay? Ah, is, uh, yes, at university, yes, okay. We course. don't have time for all of these uh, backstories. Uh, Cedric, I believe you believe in mumbo-jumbo. Let's go through. There shall be no problems. Uh, as you say, Diego, but after you what do, what do you mean like right, you you lead the way <laughs> uh, well I mean we could draw straws uh, well, you may need me I'm no scout I'm not a scout uh, I'm best suited uh, in the, in the back or in the middle
0: Reese, I believe you said that you are a scout yes a roguish scout of sorts yes
1: yeah, so you, you could
0: lead the way. Diego, don't you think that would be a wonderful idea?
1: Well, I think, uh, as a scholar, you make a fine point.
0: Yes, yes, Reese can lead the way. I'll go in the middle, Diego, you can be in the back. Agreed.
2: Well, I see I'm outnumbered, so...
0: Yes, yes. you are. We'll okay. Wonderful. I'm glad we're all in agreement. Okay, so... This will be a perfect journey. By that evening, you've reached the forest, and you're camping perhaps a half mile from it. You don't want to be in the forest quite yet before you have to so you set up your campfire and your um, tents and stuff describe what you guys are doing to prepare the campsite
1: well i i hope everyone is going to heed my uh advice from last time and not to start a fire just wear oh, a coat and we shall uh clear some ground uh for uh, camping
0: Ah, that sounds like a grand idea. If we are needing a light, I would be more than happy to allow my assistance.
2: You confuse me sometimes. This magic and. It doesn't take a lot to confuse me. You're gonna take that back, Cedric.
0: Sorry, young master. I did not mean to offend you, your highness. Please forgive me. So, um, Reese, what are you doing to set up? What are you doing as you get ready?
2: Um, so Reese, he's, um, gathering some, like, sticks and stuff that they could use in, like, in case they need to uh, start a fire. And, to, like, clear, he's clearing out, like, the area so they can lay down their bedrolls and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Is he pitching a tent? Do you guys have a tent? I don't think you have a tent. I, I think know.
2: we just have bedrolls. So. Yeah.
0: Just a few minutes right. and any shelter we make. Underneath okay. Tree or something. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you So you're you're getting ready for your camp and you pull out some the dried meat and dried fruit that you have okay. and you're talking and eventually, um eventually Diego again brings up the subject of how Cedric learned to do magic.
1: Okay, Cedric, now listen, before we get this going, I am very curious. But you insist on starting when you're ten years old. Please, just tell me how you learned magic. Well, a lot of it was from my father. He taught
0: me almost everything I know, and after after that, I was taught by the high priest of the Temple of Caresca, where we first met.
1: Interesting, interesting. Uh, so have you shown us the extent of your magic, or is there more?
0: To borrow the colloquialism, you you ain't seen nothing yet.
1: I don't uh, know this colloquialism that you speak of, but I think I get your gist.
0: Yes, indeed. My potential has yet to be reached, but when that time comes, I'm sure I will use it properly.
2: As a sailor, I knew many people on my... Journeys. I've met a couple people at, at ports and things like that who often used magic, whether it was creating things or just pleasing a crowd to get money. My captain at sea, he often dabbled in magic, you could say. It was storm magic, I, magic, I think, but he never did it around publicly.
1: Oh, you um. don't say, huh? Well, when you are out in the sea, did you see any of those beautiful mermaids, eh? Eh? I haven't seen a
2: mermaid, but I have heard tales of krakens at sea. Oh, I've heard of those. Ah,
0: yes. Krakens are very fierce. Some say they were war creatures built for the battle that the gods fought over our country. But now they are unsatisfied with their earthly presence it is said that they will for all eternity reach out towards the heavens to try and take back what they used to have but when they see that they fail they settle for the occasional passing ship
1: interesting But well, I'm glad we're not out at sea right now
0: yes of course you know they do sometimes come to land what flash forward to season two. <gasps> <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, you pass the night in somewhat friendly conversation or I should say you pass the evening and it's about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock it's summer, so there's still some light out, but it's definitely waning, dusk is seeping into the sky and you're beginning to settle down and feel even a little drowsy Now as you are relaxing by the Not by your fireside, but sitting in a circle, in each other's companionship, you hear a distant scream coming from the forest. (sighs) Fainter, you hear someone calling for help.
1: Hey, do you guys hear that?
0: The forest remains still and silent and shadowy.
1: Did you hear that scream? Of course, I was asking you. What do you make of it? Uh, it seemed like someone was calling for help. You think it uh, is distress? Well, we must be on our guard, yes, though. Yes, I agree. There are many traps
0: here, but if it is an innocent person, we cannot leave them.
1: No, I think we have a duty to uh, seek out this distress. Warily, though. However, Agreed.
2: I have heard of monsters, savages, that can mimic a creature's cry to gather their prey.
0: Ah, oh, what sort of creatures
1: are these, Reese?
2: I don't know, but I've heard tales of them as a
1: scout. Okay, this is what we do. Reese goes first. We do not have time to, to talk about this anymore. Someone may be in trouble. It is our duty to help. Prepare your weapons and we will move out. Let's go.
0: So, you enter the forest with trepidation. You're trying to be inconspicuous, but you can't help but stumble over bushes and twigs. The shadows are thick, the silence is oppressive as you pass through the woods moving ever closer to the source of the scream i need each of you to make a perception check to find your way towards the sound okay
2: 18 19
1: plus 18
0: 13 plus 5. okay so, all pretty good. 19, 18, 18,
2: 18. 20, uh, Actually, 21. 18, mm-hmm. 18, 21. But I got a higher roll, so I go before David.
0: What do you mean go before me? Okay. Index? It's, it's a perception <laughs> check. You
1: perceive before everyone else. Uh,
0: so, you are able to make your way fairly confidently, you think, towards where this scream came from. And once again, you hear, and this time, only about. 300, 400 meters away from you. Another scream. You can hear better now. It sounds like the scream of probably, you'd guess, a young girl. It's panicked, and then the screams stop, and you hear nothing. You've noticed that there's no animals around you. The forest seems empty.
1: We must be careful not to lose our way in here. I do know that uh, there are places in the forest in Exodia that when uh, you walk about, the animals, the animals become quiet. Ah, yes. Very silent, so there might be someone waiting for us. There might be a trap. Yes. Uh, Diego, gouge your glaive into the side of that tree there, so we will know where we
0: came from, and I'll thrust my spear into this one. We must not lose our way back.
1: It is a good idea. I shall do it.
0: (laughs) So, after doing this, you move forward, and suddenly you catch a fleeting glimpse of what looks like young girl a young elf you would place her about it's kind of hard to tell with elves but maybe she looks like she's maybe 11 12 13 years old and she's running through the forest looks panicked and then she disappears behind some trees you don't see the source of the panic everything is silent hmm. prepare yourselves but we must move forward let us go after the girl how dark is it it's pretty dark and you're not pitch black there's some sunlight filtering through the canopy but I think in D and D the terms would be dim light. Okay, then I'm gonna cast um, light, just to catch Okay, shed some light on this. So you speak a few words, and you have the head of your spear, and it starts—the metal itself starts to glow until it's radiant, and it sheds light on the surroundings. Okay. Now, as you're pressing forward, I'm assuming that you're following after this elf girl. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I need you both all to make one more perception check. Nat
2: 20 plus 2. I got um, a 13.
0: I got a 5. <sighs> okay, so. Add your modifier. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, so you all, Cedric, you're holding your with light aloft, locked. but it's a little hard for you to see with it just because the light is close to you. And so you're trying to hold it up to get a better view without blinding yourself. Diego. Um You had the misfortune to for a second look straight at the spear while he was lighting it So your vision feels a little blurred from that dark vision isn't adjusting yet But Reese, you are at home in this environment and you know what to do and what precautions to take And so that's why you're not surprised when suddenly as you pass a tree, a dark shadowy cat slinks down like a giant panther the size of a tiger it slinks down and you barely have time to shadow warning before it jumps crashing into cedric's back
1: oh diego help me what happened oh i'm on my way please (laughs) look at uh, look at cedric
0: cedric you take as you can feel its claws scratching and mauling at you you take uh, you take Nine slashing damage. Oh, I was going to think like 30 or something. 30? Okay, no other one almost killed me. Roll initiative.
2: 10 plus 3.
0: Uh, 12 for me. 17. This giant cat-like beast will go first. And as it sinks its claws into you, you notice a few things. It's very quick, a blur of motion, but you notice that it has an extra set of limbs. It has three pairs of legs. And... Coming out of its back, right behind its shoulder blades, are these sinuous tentacles, almost like the dexterous tail of a cat or a monkey. But instead of ending in a, a furry extension, spikes, a pad with spikes or spines, they both rear up behind it and stab straight into your back, Cedric. Me? Mm-hmm. But I got. No! It's already attacking you. Know? <laughs> Why would it have stabbed someone else? So. Let me roll for damage really quick. Okay. First of all, that's 17 to hit. I know that hits. We are on our way, Cedric. Quickly.
2: No, you have to go like,
0: Oh, that's a 14 14 damage. Ooh, yikes. You can feel it. It's like a a punch. You can feel It's like a punch, and you can also feel as the spines penetrate your flesh. Ow. Ow, indeed. So... With that done, it's now actually your turn. Well, Cedric is hurting very bad. So he's gonna hit this thing hard. First thing he does is summon spiritual weapon. Do this again. <laughs> well I mean, what else am I gonna do? Okay. So yeah, I summon it. Now I'm gonna roll the hit. That's fine. Why do I roll so badly? Eleven. Did that hit? Okay. You're
2: the one who rolled a seven. So this time, initiative.
0: this time, when you summon your spear, you it doesn't come at first, and then you realize that it's coming from above. There's a light growing through the canopy, and it pierces down. But because of your confusion as this beast is mauling you, it strikes the ground a little bit away from the massive cat. So that's your turn. Now we're on to. Reese.
2: Okay, so Reese sees that his friend is in trouble. He knows he's not very strong, so he couldn't like pull the thing off anyway. So he's going to aim for one of the tentacles with his short bow and then fire.
0: Tentacle. Okay.
2: Uh oh. Natural one. <laughs> That's what happens
1: yeah. when you try to aim for Are a you tentacle. Aiming for a tentacle with a bow, like should <laughs> I mean I the
2: body. Was,
0: I thought it was creative. The body.
1: But <laughs> everything sounded great up until the last one. It was
0: creative. However, creative isn't enough to get you past a natural one. Right. So you, you let loose yourself? your arrow, and at the last moment, this beast's tentacles flail towards you, and you kind of jerk back instinctively, and your arrow releases and hits Cedric. Why me? <laughs> what about Diego? He's <laughs> <laughs> like hitting you down. You're wait, right there. Wait a minute. <laughs> it doesn't hit me, though. My armor class is 16, not 1. But the one is like a the one's like a natural twenty basically for everything else. It's (laughs) just Anyway, so um, Wait, no, he should have dry dry fired in
1: his boat. (laughs)
2: Okay, so let's see what I got.
0: So roll a D6. Just roll plain D6. (laughs) Reese, I am going to No, it's it's just five damage. No, sad I'm going to place a curse on you, Reese. You don't
2: have one. It's a, that's five
0: cleared. damage. I'm that's five damage. A <laughs> death cleric.
1: <All> right, five <laughs> damage for, for Cedric. Okay, and now it's Diego's turn. Right, Diego's seen what just happened, and he's in shock momentarily. <laughs> but he's, he's righted himself enough to focus on this this black cat that is seems very ev- uh, evasive. And so he takes his uh, his glaive twirls it um uh, in, uh, to be ready for action for a quick strike. And then he lunges at this black cat making sure to avoid his his uh, <laughs> uh, uh, his company. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: and he rolls a, an 18 <laughs> to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay.
0: Say um, Diego. Oh, Diego, I knew him.
1: All right. And so I'm rolling. Oh, 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 I'm doing the. I'm going to do the thing where I get another bonus action or something, right?
0: Uh, yeah. The action surge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So same thing. 18. So, okay, uh, it's a, oh, I'm going to do the thing where I rolled a one, but I'm going to do it where I get to re-roll
0: yeah for okay. Your, okay savage attacker yeah
1: four plus three is seven okay and then i get my my actions action surge, action surge. Okay. okay so that's seven and then six plus three is nine so seven plus nine is 16 damage
0: wow so diego just one-shotted shot this guy <laughs> well let's not go that far yet so you Slash your glaive right into the shoulder of one of its <laughs> legs, and it lets out a ugly, hideous cat yowl.
2: yow.
1: Yow!
0: <laughs> and its hate flies gleam yellow and look at <laughs> Now it's the Panther's turn. <laughs> it's the cat's turn. The cat's turn. The house cat's turn. And to start off its turn, its spines, its pads, tentacles rather, as Reese called them are going to coil up and above behind its back they slap together releasing sparks of purplish energy like a crackle of electricity don't want it hit me and then Thunder. as it as it sinks back away from you Cedric next to it emerges a duplicate Oh, and then you can't tell which one is which They both gleam a little bit with that purplish energy, like a film over their bodies, and then it charges at Diego.
2: Wait, which one? Can they both attack?
0: So you you see them, it's like two of them. It's like the one has become two. You're not exactly sure how it works, but they charge moving exactly the same. It's like their motions are overlapping and mirroring each other. Diego, that's a 16 to hit. That perfectly hits me. Okay, so that's going to be... Ooh, 11 damage as one of those Ouch. tentacle pads slaps into you oh never mind i took 14. okay so that's that for its turn now we're back to reese wait isn't it my turn oh my bad cedric can't your believe turn. It. wow he says 11. Wow. yes 11 damage okay wow indeed I am going to look towards these panthers. Panthers? There's only one. No, it duplicated itself. Oh, yeah, sorry. Well, I mean, one might be ethereal or something. But I don't know which one is real. So I am going to... The left one. (laughs) I'm going to
1: use... Let's see. Use some sort of, like, treat to lure the real one... (laughs) <laughs> <Lose> <laughs> you. yourself. Use yourself. I'm use burning pointer. Laser pointer. <laughs> 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 <I just laughs> use burning
0: hands on both of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah use um. Get both of them. So wait, that's a dexterity statement though? right? So oh wait, no. Is there a way to find out which one
1: is real? Like it will uh will is the other one just an optical illusion? Oh, uh, you're not sure. You would okay.
0: guess so because of. Just how you saw it, it shifted apart, Uh and the way they move it, it's like they're mirroring each other and overlapping.
1: So there's got to be a way to trick it into knowing which
0: one's the real one. Uh, Let's see here. I could always do Burning Hands and whichever one gets lit on fire.
1: Oh, yeah. Unless, except it's a a dexterity saving
0: throw and it's a cat.
1: Can you? Is there like something where the range, damage range, is big enough to encompass both of them? Yeah, but you have natural. your
0: um, channel of divinity too. Ooh, is Brilliant. that like a good time, time for it? On. You're in a dark forest, confronted by a being made of shadow and that seems to be evil. Sounds it's like a, a good shadow time. Shadow panther, for it. and it's a dark forest. Sounds like a good time for it. And I'm at seven health. Nice. So healing nice. word nice. and channel of divinity. Okay, I'm going to start out. Channel Divinity, Channel Divinity, Channel Divinity. David. Ah, there it is. So, as an action, I can use my Channel Divinity, banishing darkness and dealing radiant damage. Okay. Every so... magical darkness within 30, 30 feet of me is dispelled, and all the creatures within 30 feet must make Constitution saving throw. Constitution, let me roll that. Okay. So it rolled a four plus. So yeah, that's a failure. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be 2d10 plus my cleric level. Okay. I think I'm level four. Roll yes. it. Four. Okay. Come on. I will now take the dice Blow on it.
1: <sighs> I'm gonna roll one now. You know. <laughs> roll it more.
0: <laughs> Blow on now you're thinking
1: about too much.
0: Okay. So. Cedric rushes his hands to his pocket before he gets knocked down again Where he keeps his holy symbol or no his shield. He raises up his shield and From it it lights up and it just sheds light all around him and it explodes almost with light For Kereska and for my life (laughs) (laughs)
1: In that (laughs) water.
0: Okay, so what's the total damage on that? Um, nine plus four plus four. That's gonna be seventeen. Okay. So this beast um shies away from the bright light to um to (laughs) Reese and Diego. Maybe more so um Diego. The light seems somewhat bearable, Uh, certainly a bright light. To you Cedric, it just seems like a normal light. To Reese, it seems a little more harsh. It has a a severity to the edge of the light. And it makes you uncomfortable a little bit, as you see it. It's the brightness of it. And this beast seems to see it as though it was the center of the sun, because it hops back, scurrying away, um, yowling as it moves away and it's it's like it's seared by the light and when the light, um, the flash of light ends, you can see it's just become one massive cat again and it's, it looks like it's cringing a little bit away from the light. You can see it's like it's been burned by it. Mm. good thing you guys got a like cleric with you. <laughs> He's almost <so>. dead though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh wait wait bonus action spiritual weapon. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do healing words. Today. That's not bonus action. Is it? Okay, I don't know. Okay, um, let's see here. Let's go Finally 20 hits, right?
2: Okay. I thought that was Is a natural
0: 20. No 15 plus five. Okay, that does hit.
1: Notice how he didn't want to say, (laughs) you (laughs) assume it's the natural and he doesn't say anything. 1d8 plus,
0: yeah. Six plus, it says my attack modifier, attack bonus, my spell attack thing. Yeah. So that's plus five, right? Uh, what's your wisdom? My wisdom is plus three. I think it's just plus three. Okay, then that's nine damage. Nine damage, okay. And again, as this thing is cringing away from your light, your spear comes down, piercing through the canopy, and striking like a lightning bolt, That's piercing this beast. It's not down yet, but it looks beaten.
1: It's like the hammer, the Thor's hammer, comes out of nowhere. (laughs) Oh, what's his name, what's his name's arrow? The whistle. Oh,
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. So. So, at this point, it's uh, Reese's turn.
2: Okay. So, I'm gonna try. Wait, no, he's not close anymore.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, you can run to get to him, but. Do what you
1: would do if you were in the forest being faced with this animal. And, Reese, we are going to have a talk about this (laughs) fight later.
0: And it will not be a nice talk. (laughs) It will involve. Like a torture chair and bright lights. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> <An> electric chair. <laughs> what? This is the idea is that Star Cedric Wars picked or up. D&D? These are the ideas that Cedric picked up at university. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Reese, you were saying?
2: So, I'm going to shoot my short. That's a weird thing to say. Shoot my short bow. Well, okay. I'm shoot to tongue my tongue.
1: short bow. You fire it.
2: Yeah, fire my short bow. Mm. Okay, so... Woo! That was close! It was nearly a 1! 19 plus (laughs) 5!
0: Okay, so that definitely hits. You pull back your, er, you hear you describe it. How does it feel to shoot a bow, Nathan?
2: He grabs the bow out of its socket on his back, grabs the arrow out of his quiver, pulls back, holds a few seconds, and let's loose.
0: Okay, so the arrow speeds through the air to its target, sinking into the side of this massive tentacle panther. Okay, so roll for your damage.
2: 1 plus 3, 4. 1
0: plus 3, 4, okay. Every little bit counts, right? So At
2: least it wasn't a 1.
0: The arrow sinks into the side of this beast, but it's small and the beast doesn't appear to notice it a whole lot.
1: So it flinches a little. Now it's Diego's turn okay Diego sees that this uh, this feline is whimpering now and he's looking to take advantage. no don't have mercy on a wild animal It's been out in the wild too long you never know what it's gonna do. so he um, closes in he charges with his boots of striding so he's pretty pretty fast and he's gonna take his glaive that already has some uh, cat's blood on it and he's going to try and finish this guy off. And so he sees that his... His uh, companion, Cedric, is not not doing very well, but he saw that um, Reese got a good shot. And so now he's going to take advantage of a confused cat, and here we go. He rolls a 10.
0: <laughs> okay, is that the total?
1: That's the total.
0: Okay, so you slice this thing, but just as you think you're about to hit it kind of shifts moving as that electric light crackles over it again and its forms ripple and it's like it's shifting in position and you can't really tell and what so your blade going slices through the shadowy form.
1: What is going on with this this uh this cat?
0: Now we're back to the top of the initiative order and it's gonna be the massive cat again as it's tentacles start to glow with that purple crackling energy again. And it shifts into the different forms. Yeah. And it pounces, swatting with one of its paws at Diego.
1: Hey, what are you doing, little cat?
0: That's gonna be... Mm, no. No, yep. uh, that's gonna be nine bludgeoning damage as it smacks you across the chest with its paw.
1: It, it defeated my armor class?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, sorry. It rolled a it was like a tw- it was not a natural 20 but a 20 total so smacks you and now it's cedric's turn okay so cedric saw how much power his radiant light had on this thing so he is going to cast a simple spell but an effective one word of radiance you can speak it and both of the forms will take damage in that will reveal which one is real. Okay, so how does the spell work? Um, okay, so yeah, they take one d six they have to succeed on a constitution saving throw or take one d6 radiant damage. Okay, so um describe how you cast this spell. I stalk towards the beast with my shield raised and my spear, and I slam my spear into the ground while clinging my shield against it. And the holy symbol sheds out bright light towards them. And I mutter a word underneath my breath. And it just has a loud, high-pitched humming noise. And it's so loud. But it, at the same time, it's kind of quiet and muffled okay. almost. But it like pierces through their mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, um, by the way, they rolled a 16 <laughs> for this day. you kidding me! All of that... Yeah. Oh, well. It happens. Did, do you get so, disadvantaged because I narrated my actions? No. Oh. No, people we should <laughs> install that as a rule. I would give you inspiration, oh, but you already have some, so. Anyway. I do? Yeah, you do. I have inspiration. Can I use it? I don't Wait, remember no, if this you is can a use cantor, inspiration on theirs. And yes, it is a cantrip. So, You um. you say all this, and the light shines forth, but this time, the beast, it seems like. And you- you're getting the feeling that it is some sort of illusory monster, as it appears to swell even larger in its form, with the shadows coalescing from around it. And it faces you down, and you know a little bit of fear in the pit of your stomach as you see this huge cat. Well, countering out of my fear, I will again summon the power of my spiritual weapon and slam it down.
2: So you're, you're
0: attacking your fear in roll of four. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you know it's realistic. The rules the rules tell the story. So again, you try to summon this light the spear of light, but this time the um the tentacles swell with that crackling energy again, and it's like a shield the energy shields it as as your weapon dissipates on its It's almost like a force field it seems so that is that now it is reese's turn
2: okie dokie so he sees this cat it seems to swell even larger for him too he's like as he's scared and you know if you saw a cat that big you would be so he's gonna back away and shoot his sh- shoot not again shoot his short bow. Seventeen plus five.
0: Wow, that's a hit. That's a hit
2: Damage four plus
0: three seven. Four plus three, okay your arrow flies true Shrieking to the side of this massive beast seven damage so it lets out a cry and it seems to shrink a little as the illusion fades and it's left as itself again. And um Reese, do you say anything as you shoot?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Take that, you Maybe. big fat crap. <laughs> The cat. <laughs> Take that, you big fat cat. What? There you go. <laughs> so it sounds funnier when Reese says it than when Cedric says true, it. True, but he also might say something about how he just remember he this thing was scary, but then Reese hit it. He proved that he could hit it, and it kind of dispelled the fear. How's that for size? Size is change. What? What? Things <laughs> change.
2: I don't not get that. <laughs> Try
0: me. that on for size. Is that what you're trying to think of? <laughs> That's what I just said. <laughs> this is going in the bloopers. <laughs> so, <laughs> do, you, do you say anything? <laughs> you don't have to say anything.
2: Um, I just had something. Really scary now, huh, cat?
0: <laughs> Indeed. So, you have sent your arrow into it, and now it just doesn't seem as scary anymore. Now, Diego, it's your turn, as you're near it. You're charging forward to see if you can finish this thing.
1: All right, with Diego, being who he is, can sometimes be stubborn, and he persists with his uh, glaive and hopes to finally slash this uh, this cat, this big fat cat. <laughs> And he rolls a twenty, not a natural twenty, oh, just a twenty. Um, and I assume that hits. Just call mm-hmm. the big fat That cat does it. And we'll all get twenties. So roll your damage. Okay. Rolling damage down for the glaive. Seven plus three is ten to hit. And do I get another action surge is
0: one per That's thing? Only one. Okay. Ten to hit. Wait, um or you did have your damage? Don't you mean ten damage? He means ten. ten I
1: did ten damage, yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, bad. so let me. Add that on you slash and you feel a little bit of a spray yes. as it's um bluish black blood Ew. wells from the wound and now you press forward taking your advantage and trying to squeeze all the power you can out of your next blow i get another blow oh i forgot yeah well no you don't because you don't hate action.
1: Uh, dm so just told it. me i did though <laughs> <laughs> the the it? Mm. so
0: yeah you got to do what that voice is doing so he managed to score a good blow on him, and now it's back up to the top. Oh boy! And I'm going to well percentile die really quick.
1: Oh no! I sense an escape coming. Okay. So this beast,
0: um, it now lashes out. It charges forward, flitting through the shadows, and charges at Reese. Ooh, that's a 18 to
2: hit. I keep on telling you I'm Tiamat. Yeah.
0: Uh huh, uh uh-huh. So its tentacles. Oh, no, that's getting old. Its tentacles lash out like a whip crack. And instead of the crack, there's the energy. As it sparks and plunges its spot into you. So that's going to be. Six. That's a. Uh, that's gonna be 14 points of damage. As the tentacles pound you.
1: Out of, in desperation, no less, probably because it's uh, true like a cornered beast. It's not looking good. Cornered predator. So
0: that is it for its turn. Okay, now, it's Cedric. We gotta crush this thing, guys. Um, real quick. Yeah. Does inflict wounds do necrotic damage? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, I'll do. How about? Ooh, this is a tough one. How about fire bolt? Firebolt. Okay. Yes. Roll your attack. And as it is, it, I neglected to mention it's swirling with the shadows, you will have disadvantage on it. Ah. So, here we go then. Roll, you can do it. Two natural 20s. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you nearly got one.
0: Natural 2, maybe. I'm not gonna roll again, but. Uh, but wait, in case end. I get to hit Reese, let's go. One. Oh haha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, spiritual weapon, do I also have Disadvantage there? Uh, I will judge no, because then they of the attack. Okay. More of a willpower thing. I have a lot of <laughs> willpower. Okay. Four. It's okay. That happened. <laughs> so, you try to muster the energy, but it's like the darkness is growing thicker. And this beast is in spinal final throes of anger. It, um, manages to lash out, and its crackling energy again dispels your
1: attack. Now, it's Reese's turn.
2: Okay. So...
1: Let's go Reese! You can do it!
2: Reese, is, he's getting confused by, like, this guy just flitting everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, he's going to basically do what he's doing. Again, he's going to use his short bow. Okay. Except for this is about the disadvantage. You can't will. really focus on it though, so he'll have to do like a more wild shot.
0: Okay. Cause it is moving fast and blurring.
2: <laughs> One and
0: Speaking of wild six. shot <laughs> If you <laughs> hit
2: me Yeah said, Sed kind of strange
0: So I mean it is it was kinda going close to you. You're right up there, so you try to attack it. And suddenly, as you're um, as you're trying to let off this quick shot, it's one of its tentacles smacks your bow away, and the string snaps. Rats. Let's go. I
2: wanted it to hit Dave.
0: What a revenge benching Whatever bench build. I am at right.
1: seven health <laughs> here. So that would have killed me.
0: You know, you're like one of the corrupt Pharisees in the Bible.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, that was a... So is it my turn? Uh, uh, it it is your
0: turn. It is your turn.
1: Alright, Diego sees this thing swarming about, blurring about, and it reminds him of his time in his youth when he had too many uh, meads and ales. And his, <laughs> so his vision would blur. And then he would get into bar fights. <laughs> and, and he would always decide just to hit the thing in the middle. <laughs> so he says, that was what I'm going to do. <laughs> so he reels back on his glaive and he decides to slash right in the middle of this blur. And he gets a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, you guys
0: are both going to be this hard. The,
1: That's the good um, thing about magic. You don't need weapons.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you um, try to take your glaive and you're running up to this thing you're charging. This beast flows out of the way the attack, like a living shadow, You're moving too quickly, and right as you try to lunge for it, it flips aside, and you still kind of follow, stumbling through, and you end up hitting Reese. <coughs> two, okay. Yeah. So you take two damage, Reese.
1: Uh-uh. I it. It's it was kind of a. It was kind go. of. A <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of a weak hit because you were stumbling through this thing, and so <laughs> is be like the end of your thrust? That probably happened during your bar fights too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that, we're back at the top of the round, and two things happen at this moment. Oh boy! First, this massive beast, its tentacles clap together again. The energy comes, and it starts to shift. It shifts its form around. It's cracking with electricity, and it opens its mouth and howls. And you can see like energy building up deep inside. It's now for That's the first thing. The second thing is that you hear the barking of dogs in the distance. And you hear as they start to grow closer and then you hear the sound of a horn. Like that of a hunting bird. That's what happens at the top of the round. For now, it is still this monster's turn. And when it hears this sound, its ears perk up. And it looks around and you can see a vehement hate in its eyes. And then it snarls towards you. And Diego it lunges at you with its jaws gaping wide. However, it's put off by this sound. Its ears are flat back. And it rolls a 6 to hit, so you dodge out of the way, smacking it with your blade and blocking this attack. Now it's Cedric's turn. Alrighty, well... This thing needs to be finished off once and for all, and that'll happen. Right now. imagine
2: yeah, so, you roll a 1 and hit yourself?
0: Or you. Okay. Cedric raises his spear and shield and doesn't walk towards it or anything. It. From where he is, he just... Casts a bolt of radiant light towards it. And that's gonna be guiding bolt. Ooh, yeah, baby baby. Uh, okay, th- finally, found it. Flash of light. Um, on a hit, they take 46 radiant damage. Okay.
2: okay.
1: That's 24 it was to hit. about it to be a 20? 1. It was no, 19. A, it's okay. a 19. He has a game closer.
0: Okay. 4d6. Um, I'm gonna use these two d6s, roll them all at once. It's good luck. They're
2: my <laughs> Bro. Roll. Right.
0: Four D6s at the same time. That's a two, a four, a two, and a four. Okay. Uh 12 damage. Take your dice back. So, this bolt of light shrieks arcing towards the air with a shrill whine, and then it Explodes into this thing's side. Knocking it a little to the side. So that's good, and you can see it. It's now, this blood is leaking from it more freely and it appears to be very wounded in the way it's hobbling. Next attack against it has advantage. Okay, and now it's... It would be Reese's turn, but something happens right before your turn, Reese. You can see... As from some nearby trees dogs burst out of Rough the cover works. they're they have different appearances but they're all fairly hairless short hair dogs dog? they have their
2: ears <laughs> <laughs> <What>? chupacabra
0: chupacabras <laughs> some poodles. yeah look at that poodle so they have their ears <laughs> their ears are folded back and they're on the hunt there Shrieking towards this cat and these are large dogs much larger than what you normally see It's not colossal to the same point as this cat, which is you know the size of if not bigger than a tiger But these are big dogs and they're shrieking towards this thing and one of them Jumps up at the teeth, but this beast smacks it aside with the hatred that you've seen you haven't seen its parallel so far as the spines and the crackling energy, smashed the dog aside. But another one follows on his trail and sinks his teeth into this beast. And they're starting to try to pull it down. Now it's your turn, Reese. Careful, and do not roll a one and get those dogs mad at us. <laughs> <laughs> so- We've rolled like four ones. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So
2: Reese is like surprised. He didn't expect these dogs to look like hairless. So he's like kind of confused for a moment, then he sees that they're trying to tackle down the um panther, so he knows that they must like at least be on their side helping.
0: The enemy Uh of my enemy is my friend. Yeah,
2: okay, so he's going to. I don't think I should use my short bow in case I hit one, it
0: broke Nathan. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So you don't have to
2: run up to the displacer beast and use my short swords. 16 to hit
0: Okay, so Reese he moves his arms pumping He's sprinting towards this thing. He draws his short sword and as this thing is being pulled down You jump up coming with your sword and a slashing arc as it thrusts down Piercing through this thing's skull the beast Howls in pain and Reese you you manage to pin it even though it tries to scrape you with its tentacles But you don't feel it. You're just holding it there Pinning this thing down. And the beast, its life bud pour, pours out of it, and it lets out one last shriek. And then it collapses to the ground, dead. And in its death, it seems smaller than it did in life.
2: And then Reese flexes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Reese a handstand and
0: stuff. <laughs> anyway so you have just slain this thing. Well, the dogs we
1: all have. have True. Yeah. A combined be- effort, no this less. It was a team effort. Yes, yes.
0: Except I got shot by someone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, and the dogs are looking at this thing's corpse, like they're, uh, it's like they're trying to tear it apart, and then they they walk away as, or they bound away as they hear a horn, that same clear, piercing horn that you heard earlier. <laughs> and you see as what appear to be the closest thing you know to them is elves. But they're more radiant and colorful than most elves you've seen. They're really the only thing that is similar is their body build, their ears, and their ageless look. But some of them wear, rather all of them are garbed in greens, their clothes, some of them have like crowns of ivy and vines on their heads. And they bound they run into this clearing they're carrying bows and swords and spears and at their head is a tall man he's about seven foot tall he does appear to have elvish features but unlike most elves that you've seen he has a full beard his hair is reddish brown and he strides over to you and he says And you notice at his side, that same young elven girl, she now appears to be around, probably around 12-13 years old, she looks very scared, and she's standing next to him, and he says, Well there, you appear to have saved my daughter. I am Gideon, the Green Lord of the Fae. And you have earned my favor. And that's where we're going to end our episode for today.
2: I'm kissing Mm -hmm. my muscles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh we had the dogs that here too that didn't just in time i'd like to thank hondo for staying quiet the whole time and stella for trying to push past me and interrupt while i was trying to narrate reese's epic takedown but you know they're still good dogs so no that's kind of annoying they came just as we finished them off like really why yeah I want to dedicate this episode to our little blue dogs, right? Right puppies and dogs. Good hondo. So thank you for listening. This has been a very fun episode. We'll have to see what happens next week. As this is a twist, I think many of the players, all of the audience, hopefully, and even me to some extent, were not anticipating. We'll have to see what happens. Will they be able to make it safely through the gloaming wood? Or they'll shortcut cause a world of trouble. We'll find out next time on The Endless Quest. If you're listening to this and you enjoyed it, why not leave a review? A five-star review on Apple Podcasts or give us a rating on another platform. Make sure to listen to us next week. We're trying to have weekly episodes. Sometimes we're not able to get something out every week, but we like to be consistent with our content. We'll have a Christmas special hopefully coming up. That should be a lot of fun. Already have ideas for it, so it should be a good time. Alright, stay tuned and we'll see you next time.
2: I'm Nathan playing Reese Gilden.
1: David playing Cedric Mystola. That's
2: Edwin Blacker.
1: <laughs> Cedric <laughs> Marshall. <my> <laughs> and Eric playing Diego Stil Sword. TTFN. I'm a- <laughs> no, I said TTFN. It is a colloquialism from where I'm from in Exodia. It means Tata for now, okay? Now you know the secret. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later, okay? Yeah. Goodbye. And I'm your Dungeon Master Isaac. We'll see you next time. And this is the Dungeons
2: and Dragons podcast. And this has my German accent.
0: Bye.